you're listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusademus, 2018. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song, in case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. You start. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. Gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, good. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. That should be more there, eh? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. See, you need yeah. more. Fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of bag bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth to golden Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toques, four pounds of bag bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Just be the two days of Christmas. It's Three Falcons Falconing. Hello, and welcome to the third installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus, brought to you by the Long Box Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series brought to you by either one of our jingling all-the-way hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this third day of Crusademus, Delvin, the Dark Web Williams. And here are the jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. First up, we have Jason, the Weasel Skull Alvarez. Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, Delvin. I've been roasting these chestnuts by the open fire all day, and I think we're just about ready to dive in. Next up, we have Jared, the yard sale artist, also known as Death Probe, Albrecht. Merry Christmas. Who's the ghost of your old business partner, Jared Albrecht, telling you you're going to be visited by three spirits tonight? The spirit of Weasel Skull, the spirit of Pat, and the spirit <laughs> of Delvin Cox. Beware! And how are you tonight, my friend? I am doing just fine. You know, um, all I've ever wanted for Christmas is a twin. And then I have that with me tonight, or at least by namesake. But we're going to get to that in one second. Before we get to that, we cannot forget about the founder, the creator, the long box crusade, the man behind the boards as well, Hat Sampson, DJ Christatos. Merry Christmas, Pat. A Merry Christmas to you as well, Delvin. This is the ghost of Pat talking to you from the grave. <laughs> I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for that. It's back. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Soon enough Christmas to you. Merry yeah, Christmas. Soon back. Back again. Peppy Pat. 
Hello, your friends. Pat, we need a perception check. Uh, I'm going to roll 19. <laughs> Plus, I got 10. I got good perception. <laughs> oh, the Dungeons and Dragons jokes are so funny. <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> And how are you doing today, Delvin? Oh, I was already asked. I'll just clarify. Yeah, okay. Being okay. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us around the fireplace with hot cocoa in hand is our special guest, Delvin Cox. You may know him from his award-winning podcast, The Delvin Cox Experience. Please welcome Delvin Cox. What do you have gift wrap in that stocking, DC? As you heard in the intro today, it's Three Falcons Falcony, which means we're unwrapping Falcon number three from 2017. For those who don't know, it starts right after um, Secret Empire, and it's written by Rodney Barnes. It's a story of how he's coping after the events of Secret Empire, and the fact that he, not only he's not Captain America no more, but he's kind of building a name for himself as Falcon. Okay, so tell me why you love this comic so much. Because it's really a personal story. It's a story about a man who not only is trying to find himself, but he's also trying to find that balance between the relationship he had with his father and trying to live up to his father's expectations and also the relationship he had with Captain America and kind of like trying to dig himself under that hole that Captain America had kind of did when he kind of, spoilers, became this Nazi cap. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully everybody knows. If you don't, that was a contentious part of Marvel history, and it was definitely a big story within Marvel Comics. I'll move on and ask uh, the Longbox Crusade crew, have any of you read this series before? Pat? No, this is a first time for me, and I believe it's probably a first time reading Falcon comic as well. I have not read this or the Falcon series, much to my disappointment. I'm kind of already tilting towards the end of the show, but much to my disappointment, and and I had heard fantastic things about it, and as well as Rodney Barnes writing it, who is uh, one of the writers uh, for a very funny cartoon called The Boondocks. Jason, have you read this series before? No, I've never read the series, and I hadn't heard of Rodney Barnes until I read this comic, and what a fantastic writer he is, so I'm getting ahead of myself, so no, the answer is no, Delvin, I have not <laughs> read this comic before. <laughs> Don't worry, getting ahead of ourselves is kind of what we do around here. Jared, what about you, man? Big fan of The Falcon, but I have never read this series, so I believe that gives us Butterfly reading in the reading. sky. <laughs> <laughs> I can says hi. Take a look. It's in a book. It's in a book. A crusaders rainbow. Crusaders rainbow. Crusaders. So, DC, please let us know why you chose this particular issue for us to read. Well, I chose this issue because I was kind of going between issue three and four because this issue is where the action really picks up in the story. And it's kind of a turning point for the series because you kind of find out what's going on. And there's a big shock that happens in this issue that kind of really puts Falcon almost, not only puts him in a different light, but brings it all to a head in terms of like in a way that you really don't expect. Mm -hmm. I like how you told that because, I mean, you. You've already left anybody listening wanting more. You haven't given anything away. But please, DC, give us a brief summary of the issue. Okay, basically what happens is the issue starts off with Falcon and his sidekick, Patriot, in jail. Basically because of the strange events been going on in Chicago where it's basically based off at it. Because of the actions of the previous issue, they end up in jail because essentially they incite a riot in Chicago. So what basically happens is they find out who's behind these riots in Chicago who's causing all these African-Americans to riot out 
out, try to lash out towards people. This ends up being Blackheart. And okay. this issue deals with how they're trying to attempt to deal with Blackheart, who, honestly speaking, is leagues above Falcon's League. Because Falcon is just a regular guy. And for those who don't know, Blackheart's literally the son of the devil. Yes, he is. Like I said, I don't want to give away too much of it because I want people to read it. Because I think the way the story goes, it goes in a way it doesn't where you don't really expect it to go. Okay. Because you, it starts off from this real street story about, okay, it's things you would kind of typically see in an African-American comic book where they're trying to take care of their neighborhood and find out what's going on in the neighborhood and protect the neighborhood from gangs and things like that. Yep. And then it goes almost to a completely left and almost, I want to say almost until like a horror. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, gets, yeah. it gets really dark yeah. in yeah. a way that I, you don't I expect. I would agree with that. Yeah, you're taking the words right out of my mouth there. <laughs> so the next question to ask the Long Boss Crusade crew here then is what do we think about the issue and the concept? And I'll be selfish and keep the ball for myself and let me talk about it for a little bit. As a quick note, I follow Rodney Barnes on Twitter and he follows me back on Twitter. So we're like best friends. Oh, right? you're best friends with Rodney Barnes. Yes. He's going to have a cookout later. Look, we, now, don't, we don't <laughs> brag about the friends, the comic book professionals that we have on the show. We don't. That's not what we do. OK, it's what really? I do. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you say we, hey, yeah, you mean yeah, us. <laughs> <laughs> Just needed to let that hang in the air for a second. I knew what was coming. <laughs> he, knew, he knew there was something coming down that track. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk a little bit about the issue and concept. I'll use a format of two good and one bad here. Good. And I mean, you may as well say that, you know, it's great. On page seven, barely third into the book and get ready for the edit pack. Can't help this. And I was already like, F- I love Falcon. He's such a great character. I read Sam Wilson, Captain America, and this book picked right up on a lot of themes of who Sam Wilson is, and they ran with it. Steve Rogers gets that image of being the flagship and the guy with this moral character, and he is. But Sam Wilson, by himself, is a fantastic character with just an indomitable will. And page seven, to me, already completely stood out in just this book alone. Now, was cool. Also good, Blackheart was handling business. Like, (laughs) wow. He was just whooping wholesale all over the book. I mean, he went up against Dr. Voodoo, who is not a walk in the park when it comes to the mystic world. He was a former Sorcerer Supreme and he kicked his I was going to say, he was, he was the Blackheart. It's <laughs> a walk in the park game. Apparently, like, Voodoo had tried to fight him before and he was like, oh, that's all right. Rematch. I'm ready. Wow, wow, wow. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You weren't ready. You were not ready at all. I have a question for you, DC. I don't know who Patriot is. Could you help me out on that? I had the same question because I remembered there was a guy who was like the grandson of Isaiah Bradley. You got it. Is that him? From Young Avengers? Oh, yeah. Young Avengers. Yes. Nailed it one. Jared wins. Give me my dark web prize. Here you go. Don't open it. It might smell. It's it's, it's poop. It's poop. Dang it. This is not um, a oh, present. man. Now but I got to take back that? Jared's Christmas present I got him. <laughs> can't have doubles. It comes but, in different colors. <laughs> but, like, I do see why Patriot's in the book, though, because he was kind of that reality comedy relief. So, I don't have anything bad to say about the book at all. I freaking loved it. And the ending was a great shock ending. And not just, like, over-the-top, like, cheesy. It was a great ending. I'm going to pass the ball to Jared. Jared, what do you think, man? Let me get my persnickety parts out of the way early. I liked a lot of this, but the Patriot, he annoyed me a little bit. I think for the same reason that we have some annoying 
annoyance when we go back to those mid-late 70s Spider-Man comics that we're reviewing on Chronicles, when Spider-Man's always like quipping with a contemporary joke, and we're mm. always like, oh, that didn't age well. And the writer here had Patriot use some of those. What stands out, I remember, like something about calling the shield Rihanna, because something about- Beyonce was taken. Beyonce was taken. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I always groan at pop culture references, because I'm like, I just know when we read those Spidey books, 30 years down the line, you're going to be like, oh God, this is so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't like that a whole heck of a lot. And I don't know. I was wondering if this Patriot was the same guy that we remembered from the Young Avengers. And looks like I nailed that one in one. I, I just kind of liked him a little better in that. And this, he's like, like Delvin said, he's kind of like the comic relief. But sometimes there's a comic relief character that just kind of grates your nerves a little. And he kind of grated my nerves. <laughs> I think it was those pop culture references. But on the plus side, his costume design is really good. I kind of get the impression that the writer, remind me his name again, Delvin, your best friend. Rodney Barnes. Rodney Barnes is kind of uses that Patriot character as sort of his mouthpiece character throughout the book. And I think that's fine. I think he comes with a interesting edge. I get the impression from this book that he sort of comes from these Chicago streets and he's closer to this than most. Is that true, DC? Do you know that or not? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Two for Jared. And I think you need that character to ground that story more because Falcon's more of a Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of guy, if you know what I mean. He's fighting bigger fights, not so many street level fights. And I see the writer bringing him back to that. Which brings me to my only persnickety point, aside from that I just thought <laughs> Patriot was kind of with those <laughs> pop culture references, like, oh, this is not going to age well. My only kind of persnickety point is on content page 10. Patriot says something because they're surrounded by the cops, and the Patriot says something that very street-level guy from Chicago would say. he say, that suit you have may be blue, but you're still black. And then Falcon says, you have a point. And I thought that was really out of character. I felt like that was more of the writer in I can explain himself. that. Okay, I picked up on something you said earlier that I thought, well, maybe that explains that. Because I thought, that doesn't sound like Falcon wouldn't just kind of roll over and be like, yeah, that's the case. You know, I'm like, what? Wait, but go ahead, DC, help part. me out. Help me out. Because if you read Sam Wilson, Captain America, he dealt with a lot of kind of racism. The books usually dealt with like police brutality and racism towards African-Americans. And Sam Wilson was basically given a choice not to get too much in that book. But in those books, it was more political in terms of like, he was taking up the mantle of Captain America. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the society that the book didn't see him as their Captain America. For example, they had like a mock-up Bill O'Reilly type character who would just bash him and stuff. It's because the wings, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, so it so kind of makes sense in the sense okay, where he's kind of... So he's kind of gotten a little embittered from that experience. Oh, that yeah. makes a heck of a lot more sense. Because I was just like, I would think he was more the character of Falcon I knew. And, and granted, I haven't read that storyline. So, okay. But I would have thought, well, Falcon I knew would have probably been like, hey, we need to kind of talk about your life perspective there, uh, young man. Uh, yeah. Falcon I know, he hangs with the cops and their buddies and he works with the cops and Cap. And it's like, he has yeah. a different life experience than the kid does. But yeah, now Jared, that you've given he, me the context, got, it makes He got sense. beat down mentally and physically in Captain America. So his perspective may have had a reason to change just ever so slightly. Okay, that makes more sense because that felt really out of character to me and I was like, that's odd. But okay, the background does help. That was minor compared to the rest of the things I have to say about this book, which I'll be very brief on because I took a lot of time with that topic. Everything else about this book is great. I love how we move into the realm of horror. I love seeing Brother Voodoo. I love the art. The art is really good. The colors are outstanding. 
I love the page where Brother Voodoo's like releasing his green ghostly army with the swords and the skull face. I mean, oh my gosh, that's super cool. That's got me intrigued. I love the new costume design for Falcon. I don't know how new that is, but it's new to me. And I do like Patriot's costume design. And so yeah, art, 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 and art is great. And I love the cliffhanger. I'm glad you picked this issue, DC, because the cliffhanger ending's got me like, what? Yeah. So uh, so there, I'll stop talking. I gave way too much discussion earlier, and I'll pass the mic to whoever Delvin says I pass it to. Pat. I'm going to agree with Jared on a few things here. It would be the art is really good. I really enjoyed it. I have to interrupt Pat here. No. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to say. I just have to interrupt Pat here. <laughs> I'm done. Thank you, Jason. That's funny. <laughs> Every freaking time. Every falcon time. That <laughs> this being like my first falcon comic to read, I was kind of going into it with that mentality of, oh, this is Sam from the movies. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what's going to change here? Or, or how is he going to act in this? And this is very different than the movie guy. What really threw me for a loop, too, was it went to, you know, like a supernatural horror kind of aspect to it. I was like, wow, this is really weird. So my question is, is this a normal Falcon book? Does it go to that corner or was he more like a street level not fighting the devil? Well, this is new for Falcon because before, like you said, he was a street level guy. He was more okay. like, especially with Sam Wilson, Captain America, he was more like a, I guess you could say political espionage type stuff Okay, it's also street level. Yeah, yeah. What Rodney Barnes was trying to do was, this full disclosure, I interviewed Rodney Barnes when he was doing this series. Oh, okay. I think he was on issue two and like I said, he didn't tell me about the plot chain. He just told me to read it and find out about it. But what he was trying to do was he was trying to bring a different side to Falcon for everybody to see. Not only just for people to understand that he's just not only Captain America's sidekick, but he can go on his own adventures and he can hold his own with the big boys. Mm-hmm. Rodney is kind of a big fan of horror movies and things like that as well. So he wanted to add his touch. And one of the things he, he mentioned to me when I interviewed him was that he always wanted to do a comic book with Blackheart in it. Okay. And I don't know much about Blackheart as well either. So that kind of threw me for like, oh, who is this guy? Well, some when he appeared. He's and- Mephisto's son, isn't he? Or- yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm like, boy, this is just going in a different direction that was really surprising to me. And I started to get more in depth and involved in it, I think, because of that, because it went really somewhere that took me for a surprise and it really took me down a path I wasn't expecting to go down. I do agree with Jared as far as Patriot could be a kind of a little annoying. Does Falcon really need somebody else with him? He keeps the book from getting too dark. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I think he's there for levity, and no, that it kind of gives you the feel of the old Captain America and Bucky. Yeah, books. that's what I was wondering if that's sort of trying to play off of that. That's what I took it. Okay. Other than that, I think you guys have said a lot of what I was thinking as well too. So that's all I got to say, Jason. I know you have more to say, so <laughs> say it, say it. <laughs> No, you guys covered a lot of it. I guess I'll focus on the Patriot aspect because I really liked seeing Patriot in this book and it just felt like a natural fit to me. I'm used to Falcon. Whenever I've seen Falcon, I've seen him, of course, as Captain America's sidekick in the old Captain America comics or... Partner. He's a partner. Yeah, a partner. Okay, yeah. We'll call him a junior partner. (laughs) (laughs) So to see him as the lead in this book was really cool. To see Patriot as his, I guess you could say, under study was really cool as well. And I felt like I'm seeing the actual character of Falcon and all the potential that he has for me for the first time, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, uh, I, you know what? I don't mean to interrupt here. <laughs> well, then stop Falcon interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Well, okay, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> okay, all right. Now that you got that out, we're going to put this every episode. Now you realize that, don't you, Delvin? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where was I? So seeing Patriot in that role was a lot of fun. He brings some humor, but I just was really impressed with the heart of the story. And one of my favorite scenes was early on when they're fighting those demons in the confined space of that jail cell. And you can really feel and sense Patriot getting overwhelmed by the situation. And Falcon just keeps his calm and urges him to fight on. And they're able to hold their own until they can get some help from uh, Brother Voodoo, who is also cool in this, by the way. So I thought that was really fun. I also enjoyed the villain of Blackheart. Definitely unexpected. Again, I'm used to, usually when I see Falcon going back to the old days, they're fighting like street thugs or racist elements or some sort of human-based threat. And to see him really have to match up against a character as powerful as Blackheart with the determination that he does, that was a lot of fun. And I thought that was really cool. And finally, I liked the flashback scene to the lectures with his father. You could tell that he loved and respected his father, but he's his own man and he's going to do things his way. And he's not going to sip from that cup. He's going to take a big giant gulp and fight on. And I thought that was really cool. I don't really have any negative things to say about this book. It was a page turner for me from front to end. And I really enjoyed it. I want to add one more thing just because I was just thinking about that scene where it was like Falcon against a mob of dudes and Falcon just took this attack angle and then just like the next scene like they were just all laid out Falcon just (laughs) sitting there like what? Like (laughs) that was such a great scene. Like he was just a bowling ball going down and it just oh man yeah just laid them all out. I just thought that scene was beautiful. Yeah, went up on him like Rambo. (laughs) (laughs) Not chill. DC, can you tell me how long did this series run? It ends number six. Series continuing, but he stops writing after number six. Okay. And he moved over to Lando. So there's more to the series to read. Yes. I wish you hadn't asked that question because I pulled it up on Marvel Limited. I see the cover of issue six. He's making out with Misty Knight, so now I hate Falcon. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Storm. What are you complaining about? I also am fond of Misty Knight. <laughs> Jared's greedy. We, we know. I was going to say this about Jared, which I realized. Jared likes all the hot black Marvel girls. <laughs> Listen, I only like two kinds of women. Four and domestic, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I grew up with Jared. I'm I'm very much aware of his proclivities. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time to rate your interest in this series using the official Crusade Miss Candy Cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Let's start with Jared first. Oh, put me on the spot. Oh, Falcon this up, by the way. Nah, Falcon this up. (laughs) Um, I liked it... Nine. Nine candy canes for the Falcon. Like that? I like okay. the Falcon a lot, so yeah. I'd definitely pick this out of a back issue bin. Okay, let's go with uh, Pat then. I'm going to agree with Jarrett. I'm going to go with the nine. I do have some interest because I haven't read a lot of Falcon before, so I would give this a try if I saw it. Ooh, so I like that. Let's go with Jason. I'm going to give it ten candy canes. I thought that this one really, really surprised me how much I enjoyed it. So I'll take that nine and I'll bump you up one candy cane. Show off. And last but not least, my brother from another mother, Delvin, what's up? <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I almost put down 12 candy canes. All 12. 
which I've never done before. And I held back just one and instead gave it 11 candy canes. I was told it was good. Seeing what Rodney Barnes did and keeping it a continuation of Falcon stories, tying it to current day, I was super impressed with it. Probably as impressed as I have ever been with any book that's been covered in Crusademus. Wow, that's awesome. I'm almost speechless because I appreciate that you guys have great taste in comics for one thing. <laughs> but I was a little trepidatious about this book because I love it, by the way. I love the book and it's one of my favorite comic books to read. But it's different. It's not your typical book because most times people say, ah, Falcon, who wants to read that? But then once who you get says it, that? <laughs> jerks. That's who says it. Jerks. Silly heads. <laughs> Silly heads. <laughs> They're Falcon idiots. <laughs> <laughs> This book is an excellent book because it's for everybody. It has everything in it. It has horror. It has action. It has adventure. It has a different take on Falcon. It does a great job of bringing Falcon to the forefront. It reminds me a lot of like Nightwing in terms of how Nightwing has got to that point of pop culture where we don't really necessarily see him as, oh, he's Batman's sidekick. No, he's Nightwing. Yeah. And I think this book does that for Falcon. Great analogy. Fantastic. We love that. We love Nightwing around here, definitely. So that's an excellent comparison. That will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter, at Longbox Crusade. Facebook, at Longbox Crusade. Email, contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll compile all the feedback for all 12 days of Crusademus and cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade. If you want to hear more from our special guest, Delvin Cox, please tell us, sir, where can we find you on the internet? Well, on Twitter, you can find me at Delvin underscore Cox. The Delvin Cox experience is on all podcasting networks, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast at. But more importantly, if you like this book, go check out Rodney Barnes on Twitter at the Rodney Barnes and let him know that you love the book and tell him to keep writing it because we always have to show appreciation for our comic book writers and creators. You're here. Absolutely. Yep. Well said, sir. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all 12 episodes from Crusademus 2017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree in the festivically decorated Long Box Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Cristados, play us out one of our favorite Christmas jams. How much fun it's gonna be together This Christmas The fireside's blazing bright We're caroling through the night And this Christmas Will be A very special Christmas For me and cards are here My world is filled with cheer and you This Christmas 
And as I look around, your eyes outshine the town they do. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. Songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Pat says he's ready. He texted. Uh huh. Anybody can say they're ready. Okay, looks like he's ready. That, that's that's definitely Jason. That's- Jason all the way. <laughs> Jason has never once just plugged in his headset and then answered the phone. Hey guys, it's me, Pat. <laughs> Hi, Pat. I just got my headset. <laughs> Can you hear it? I like your headset, Pat. Thank you. Watch out for them cats, bro. <laughs> Where's the script? Only Delvin uh, and Delvin and I have the script. We didn't give you a script. You don't deserve a script. You just talk and someone tells you to talk. Uh-huh. What had happened was we had so many of these lined up in a row, couldn't use just the one usual script because people wanted them obviously in advance. So I had to make people their individual script. So I made one for Delvin Cox and so he could be prepared. And then I shared it with Delvin Williams. And um, so you and Pat, just, just you know, just chill. You'll, you'll be fine. You know, I'm, like, I'm going to run up on you like Rambo. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> not in that, back here not and chill. That, not in that $3,700 Lynx coat. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch that coke <laughs> I don't if it makes you feel better I don't have the script pulled up either because I trust Delvin Williams <laughs> no reason to over the last 20 years you dumb son of a <laughs> I trust Delvin Williams too I just I don't trust myself neither <laughs> <laughs> do we well there you go Let's get started. Let's do it. I was kidding. I, we don't have to get started. <laughs> oh, I thought we were ready. I'm ready. Well, you know, we should we should never keep a guest waiting. Like it's late. You know, I'm tired, and there's always so much to do. <laughs> he's just quoting Bond films. There, Delvin Cox. He's. I gotta. 
He's not used no. to our shenanigans, guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, no, this is like the time we all got together and played D&D, &D, right? Right, Pat? Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> it happened into somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sore point of contention for the people that weren't invited to the D&D &D game. <laughs> Very sore point of contention. <laughs> Sounds like an 80s like cop show delvin and delvin or something we should totally do an 80s cop show <laughs> I, I would do that let's see which one of us is the wise cracker and which one of us is the gruff serious one with the heart of gold we already know <laughs> what it put to that one can i be the chief who's angry all the time <laughs> delvin delvin badges guns now rough case uh, fine you wrecked half the city trying to catch that guy one week suspension no pay Chief, you treat us like cornflakes without the milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to rat you out for all the shit you've pulled. <laughs> oh, man. I'll just be the dumb tech guy or something like that. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm like lovable, goofy. Oh, hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. Uh, J Jason, what's your role? I got your watch here and uh, just... Don't mind the ticker tape that comes out of it. <laughs> I'm the washed up cop that doesn't give an F anymore. <laughs> maybe on the take, maybe not on the take. Hard to tell. Yeah. So it's always dirty. Harvey Bullock that's right. the squad. Well, that's all right. Think, think Harvey Bullock, but less motivated. It's like, you know what I do when I hire you guys? I just kill them. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> or am I? I'm put with that kind of talk around here, old brick. I'm the chief again. <laughs> what are you prepared to do? <laughs> by the book, boys. Look at Techie Pat over here. He's always doing it by the book. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Techie Pat never leaves the office. What does he know? <laughs> his, hey. his world's just a candy-coated. Hey, you guys want to play some D&D? &D? <laughs> uh, I got a level 50 character. Uh, <laughs> have a good time last time I played D&D. &D. I, I don't know. I've never played. <coughs> I've never played. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Only I had an opportunity to play. Yeah. The email got lost in the mail. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to mute now. For real. I'm That's gonna... right. We're going to fucking long time. All right. <laughs> what was that? We're going to falcon long time. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, Lord. That what means. Oh, Lord. Outtakes. <laughs> I, I, I don't even going, know what that means. I think Pat's going falcon crazy is what I think. <laughs> Let's get this falcon show on the road. All right. Got <laughs> Sick of this falcon waiting. Falcon me. Falcon you. <laughs> it didn't go mute, did it? Was that bad connection on my part? Uh, I heard Jason say, give his line, and then silence. Jason said something about his okay, nuts good. already. Yeah. His nuts are on fire. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. His nuts on fire. So. That's exactly what I said. Y'all dive into these nuts. Okay. I was, I was just like, no, I, no I'll, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on the nut diving. You the, know you want these nuts. I do not. I do not want these nuts. I've never you don't want these falcon nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I've been cooking these falcon nuts all day. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Hello? He's silent. Yes, son of a bitch. My connection sucks, balls. I can, every time you complain about the connection, you come in crystal clear. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like you're right next to me. <laughs> like I got right the Jason virus tonight. I, I got the J Jason virus. I don't know what's going on.
I'm it's not normally this bad. Yep, and now Pat's numbers are going up. Maybe slow up my computer to help this out. Don't make Pat go. Numbers go up now. Come on. Yeah, you're making my numbers go up. Here, pass some of these nuts, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I cards. These nuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is all It's going to be the outtakes. I can almost hear it already. <laughs> Yeah, he picked This Christmas, one of my least yeah. favorite Christmas songs. Boo, boo. <laughs> what? I, I just never I can't get into that one. Better. I love that song. This Christmas. Have you? <laughs> no, that's a good song. I don't know why. It's just one of those ones I'm just like, eh. Really? Yeah, I, I know. I, I know I'm in this weird category. Everybody <laughs> loves it but me. I, I don't know what it is. Oh, now I pissed off Pat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now we're fighting. You, you'll get other books that'll do a similar story where the hero has to face a villain they have no chance in hell of beating because it brings out a different side of their heroism. It's like a lot, a lot of people, if you're going up against somebody you know you can't beat, you're like, F- this. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I'm not. That's no. what Patriots Especially like, if I had wings, win I'd be out. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. It's like Red Wing, poop on them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now, Blackheart? <laughs> now you got poo on you. <laughs> I got the poo on me. <laughs> oh, definitely later, guys. Yeah, later. Later. have a good Bye. one. <laughs> oh, you gotta hang up. We can still hear you. Yeah. <laughs> hang up. Oh. <laughs> Later, guys. Outtakes. Outtakes. <laughs> yep, that's going in. <laughs>